This is a real account of entrepreneurship, the good, the bad, and unsure. Social media would have you think you have a great thought, then boom, you blow up. It is the farthest thing from the normal backstory. Here we will air the real entrepreneur struggle from customer service, vendors, and the day-to-day -day business. Welcome to Business After Dark with Sharice Chambers. Hey, you guys, how you doing? Say Wednesday, Wednesday, say Wednesday, Wednesday. And if it's Wednesday, none other that I have another amazing, stupendous, fabulous, um, hardworking, rest-seeking entrepreneur with me. And you know what? I'm so done with the guys. I put an ABB out for the guys to, they wanted to be on the podcast. And the women been showing up. And you know what? I'm not surprised because women run the world. I mean, that's on period. You can quote me on that. You can send this snippet to your friends. The girls be showing up and I appreciate that. <laughs> and today I have none other than Hope Johnson from A Taste of Relaxation. Um, she is amazing. I got to meet this lovely lady last year at an event, The Baddies with businesses you remember we um interviewed Malaron just a couple of episodes ago and she like she said in her episode she is a connector and if this is not the fruit of her labor if this is not what she does personified in person this is exactly what it looks like her connecting us with each other and we have been connected since the um the baddies retreat and there's another one coming up I'll give y'all all the details when she give me more details but I'm so honored to have you on the show today, Hope. How are you doing today? I'm doing good today. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Ah, oh, you make my heart so happy because I mean, we were we were jabbing before we started recording, and we were talking about entrepreneurship, and just our conversation is so genuine. I just one thing the baddie. I already knew this, but the baddies with business. Um, conference kind of just re um confirmed to me how we are here supporting each other and whatever whatever social media says about women being catty or competitive and things of that nature i don't think the competition is really each other i think the competition is within right and we just want to be better people and that's been my experience with other women also again uh, a personal um situation is i'm one of six children one of seven i have six sisters so i guess because maybe my maybe my experience is tainted because i've grown up with women <laughs> and we've never ever i and actually be totally honest with you now that i'm thinking given a thought process when i'm around other women my first thought process is never that she's trying to compete with me that's never my first that is never my first thought my first thought is she's looking at me and thinking that my outfit looks good <laughs> Or she likes my shoes. I never am like, oh, she hating. She giving me resting face. <laughs> never that. Because I give good resting face as well. <laughs> I just don't walk around smiling. But <laughs> um, I love you so much, Hope. I, I'm, I am so eager for the people to hear what you do and all the things. So tell the people who you are. I, I mean, I told your name. But tell the people who you are, what you do, what's your business. Okay. So my name's Hope, which you've already introduced me. So our business is named A Taste of Relaxation. And how I initially got started, uh, prior to becoming an official business, I was giving gifting my friends and colleagues scented Epsom salts in my husband's old mason jars. Because I like to repurpose things. I was like, it's nothing wrong with these jars. What can I do with them? And I've always been one like to relax and soak and so I'm gonna pass pass these along as gifts and help out some of my friends and family that need some downtime. <laughs> so that's initially how I got started. But when I really decided to become an official business, it was during a pandemic, so I'm a pandemic business. <laughs> and I um, decided to use the pure magnesium flakes versus the Epsom salts. Because when I was using the Epsom salts, I was dying in lavender for my lavender soaps. But I didn't... I decided not to do that, just do the allergies that people have, you know, including myself. So using a pure magnesium flakes have been amazing because the benefits last longer. They absorb into your skin faster. Well, I took a, I did a bath soap last week. I used my peppermint soaps 
and my entire bathroom just smelled like peppermint. It smells so good. And I slept so good. I was just like, chill. It For me, it presses the reset button. Mm. Takes away from all the worry and stress from during the day. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so um, that's how A Taste of Relaxation was born. And so the name comes from, basically, it's an experience. It's just like, you know, you go to your favorite five-star fancy restaurant, and you have your wine, you get your appetizers, your dessert, you know, after your meal. So it's a whole experience. That's why yes. it's just a taste. You experience it, you enjoy it, and come back for more. Right, right, right. You got me feeling like a... um. Uh, an influencer she sent me a little sample y'all i ain't been to my p.o box yet but i probably will swing by there today so i'm looking for a little taste of relaxation for this evening when i do my wind down um i have started flushing out my bedtime routine and um, i had a girlfriend who told me that she um has alexa automatically comes on and starts playing bedtime music at eight o'clock so she puts tea on um she starts straightening up and that's another thing that i've been kind of being more conscious of tidying up it's only me in this house but i be making a mess sometimes just me <laughs> and i be like who made this mess it'd be me it'd be me um and it's it just gives me a good thought process i'm also obsessed with lines after i vacuum so what i'm thinking is every other night i'm going to vacuum so when i wake up in the morning my house is reset i do make up my bed um most mornings but i want to get more consistent with doing it every morning um i am um infamous for spraying my pillows and things of that nature but just again i want to wake up with ease and I, although i think i probably have to wake i wake up at five o'clock but i really don't get out the bed until about seven but i really want to get out the bed five thirty, and just start the day lighting candles and i think some people like they're they're so focus on the 5:30 part like that's so early instead of the benefits because i've woken up at five before this is not nothing new that's the reason why i wake up at five because i did it before and now my body is stuck on that routine mm -hmm. but just getting up with ease to set the tone for my day it's it's more important it's not about the time i wake up that it, the importance is my health my mental health of waking up right so besides the bath um salts do you offer any other products yeah and so Based on customer feedback, it was six months after we started, we offered the aromatherapy shower steam, oh. shower steamers, which are available in lavender and eucalyptus. That is the absolute bestseller in the spring and fall because it's great if you're short on time. You mm -hmm. pop my nose on your shower floor, and you stand there, it, the scent releases, and your shower becomes a giant diffuser, and you're just like, oh, it's so amazing. Yes, it is. <laughs> I was introduced to shower steamers last year, again, also on the other side of the pandemic as well. And I was like, why had that? No one ever told me about this secret. Why was y'all holding the secrets? <laughs> and I don't get it. <laughs> It is amazing. You will have a luxury shower. Yes. And one thing, so I, I add menthol flakes to mine. Mm. So whether you get the eucalyptus or the lavender, if you're having any type of allergy symptoms, mm -hmm. that's menthol. Mm -hmm. And working on a new scent, testing in the testing phase right okay. now. Okay. That's hopefully I'll be coming soon. Yes. Um, the sample I sent you was a cuticle butter. Okay. And I want you to try that. I know you're going to love it. I did a live last night. So if you watch them live, you'll see it. But that has been our bestseller since like September. And the pink grapefruit, literally every time we were making a batch of 30 at the next market, they were selling out. And I was surprised that sold as well. That scent in the fall, I would think that would be more of a springtime scent. But that just goes to show that sometimes what we're thinking our customer wants and needs is, is different. I love that you lean into that because a lot of people we were talking off um, air before we started recording about, you know, research and development and you're and to be totally honest with you, your business never stops research and development. And I am of the thought process now. I I um, ask with quiz and questions. I learned that from LaShonda Brown. She was also on the podcast and then um, and then executing because what you don't want to happen is you've used all your effort and energy putting something together and then marketing it and no one buys it. It's best mm -hmm. to see, especially if you've been in business for a while, you have an audience. Ask them what they want. And yeah. I am looking forward to the cuticles because um, I get my nails done and year round. My cuticles are horrible um, for whatever reason. And now that I've moved to Richmond, my allergies have increased as well. I, I used to take my allergy medicine 
um, late winter to set up for spring and then a portion of the fall but now I'm taking it year round so I'm also needing to um, add on additional resources like the shower steamers and things of that nature so I'm excited to use your product and, and see how it works and I try to put eucalyptus in my shower but I don't know if I activated it it don't do nothing I don't smell it <laughs> And before I was introduced to shower steamers, I used to drop essential oils in my shower. But, of course, they dissipate so quickly. So they mm -hmm. weren't in the shower very long. So all the things. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think we all, I mean, COVID introduced something into this world um, that we're still fighting. I mean, I, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I know at least 10 people who caught COVID or the flu or I know one person got bronchitis. So it, yeah, it's out here, honey. It's out here. So, yeah. So how, so you would say, how long have you been in business? Well, right now, two and a half years. Okay. And we love that. Why are you so passionate about what you do? You know, um, it feels good. It's rewarding um, to know that we are providing a product that helps improve someone else's life as far as relieving their stress, mm -hmm. pressing reset button for them, or helping them provide a gift to their loved ones. So basically, you know, it's helping. We we also helping others provide love to their family members because I, ha I get a lot of orders of people want customized baskets. Okay, we love customized baskets. Yeah. And they'll say, oh, I have this coming up. I want to get something for my mom or my sister or my wife. And then my hairstylist, she likes to um, put together gift baskets for her clients. Mm -hmm. So she, we work together so I can provide something to my clients. And my niece is a massage therapist. And she just recently placed an order with me because she has an event coming up. And she was here the other night as I was getting it together. I said, I have to finalize, get, put your labels on and packaging it. She was watching me and she said, oh, it don't have to be perfect. I was like, no, it does. Right, you're a paying client. You're my family member. You get the same service as everybody. Right, exactly, exactly. I said, see, and now you see my process, and you know, sometimes things may take a little longer. But now I think she's more understanding why it takes mm -hmm. me so long. And I'm like thinking, okay, how can I put this together? But after we put those gift boxes together, it just felt so good. I even told her, I was like, oh my goodness, I just love this. And also, I mean, not only is it a representation of your business, but the thought process is you hope that some of them will be repeat customers or, you know, mm -hmm. come back to you because of a gift that someone else um, has given to them. Right. So, yeah, I love that. What's been the hardest thing about entrepreneurship in these last? I mean, you just even starting a business during the pandemic is already courageous. And I applaud you for that. But what in, in addition to the pandemic has been the hardest thing, because you unlike you've had to start your business in an unconventional way because a lot of people especially makers like yourself you know you start at pop-up shops and where people you can visibly people can see you. you're like legit almost like an online only store and people had to figure out who you were just by social media um acknowledgement yeah so my hardest thing was probably brands awareness and exposure mm -hmm. because like you said i did start doing the pandemic the first year i was online only so 20 22 is when I started doing markets. Was mm -hmm. it 2021? I was like, well, I'm a little nervous mm -hmm. about going out doing markets right now. But that's one thing that was hard on that end. And a couple other things was probably that whole time management piece. Mm -hmm. So I have a calendar and everything is scheduled out, what I need to do today. I have things involved. One day it's content planning, one day I do finances, like, you know, it's all scheduled. And that has helped a lot. So nine times on ten, if it's not on my calendar, it's not gonna happen. Oh girl, look, this is this is the policy. If it ain't on my calendar, it's not getting done. If it ain't on my calendar, sometimes I put stuff on my calendar and my client's like, are we supposed to have a meeting? I said, no, I'm doing client work, your work, and I'm putting it on my calendar and I just copied you on it so you know that I'm working on something because it'd be a lot. <laughs> it'd be a lot. And I just can't um, 
kind of wing it anymore i'm beyond the stages in my in my business to just be winging it it's just not even possible and to be totally honest with you even if you're in the beginning stages i tell people too especially people who are more eager they they sound more excited about quitting their job than actually doing their business i said please don't quit your job because right. you ha you have to be someone who is disciplined to be able to create your own schedule and if you don't even trust yourself to keep the schedule that your job is giving you then you for sure ain't go because you know some soft skills they transfer into your business and if you don't already have them it's not going to get better it's going to get worse actually it's going to you're gonna, the highlight of what you do bad from your nine to five is going to transfer into your business that's all period so um i had to figure out ways to deal with anxiety i had to figure out ways how to not like I'm anxiety driven, but just like procrastinating on certain things, right? Those words kind of simultaneously, you know. So the structure actually gives me peace. The structure gives me what my word is this year, freedom, right? And the freedom mm -hmm. is not to do nothing. The freedom actually is to execute at the highest capacity to give better customer service, to show up for my clients, to um, be proactive instead of reactive whenever I proactively address the situation with a client it always nine times out of ten comes out on an up and up you know I've had clients where we might have parted ways for one reason or another but they always cut, run the block okay that's on period I've had a client we had, had to part ways and then just this past weekend they hit me up and said hey I still never filed my taxes can you help me with that expediently? And can you also tell me how much it costs? And I appreciate that because, again, you know, your brand is everything. And as much as, you know, people say good things about you, we also know bad news can travel very quickly as well. And this is my small business. Look, mm -hmm. okay, I depend on this money. Okay, so it's so important <laughs> to set that foundation and always give top tier, you know, Chick-fil-A excellence, as I would say. That's yes. Awesome. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's what I always say we're going to have be chick-fil-a customer service okay on period <laughs> look i think chick-fil-a messed up my order one time and i said okay i'm uh, god meant for me to eat this like this okay it's okay <laughs> but i can tell you now that one time out of all the i've been to chick-fil-a probably a couple thousand times right at this point now i've been to mcdonald's and i can tell you now they've messed up my order a couple hundred times <laughs> so you know again it just proves the theory right so that part so we talked about the the, the um, hardest thing what's been the easiest thing about being an entrepreneur the easiest thing <laughs> she said is there <laughs> is there an easy I've thing never had anyone, i never thought about it like that what is the easiest thing i probably could tell you what are your thoughts <laughs> Your easiest thing is that you, your care for people comes natural to you because it, it shows in your product, like how you were tedious with putting the packages together, right? And and because of your care of your product and how you represent it, it brings the customers coming back. You don't have to chase people. They come find you. And okay. we appreciate that kind of business. Well, thank you. See, I wasn't even ever thought about this. Yes. <laughs> Oh, one thing I did want to say earlier, you mentioned procrastination, and I did find myself prior to having hiring an intern to assist me making products, procrastinating, and I was procrastinating due to overwhelm and that lack of structure and systems. So I knew before I hired her, I need to have some systems mm -hmm. in place, and that was helpful. And I mean, that's made a that's made a world of a difference. Get system set up. If y'all don't get nothing else from this this episode, structure is everything, and it don't got to be perfect. I'm not talking about accounting for every hour, every minute of your day. But what I am saying is, if you sit down on Sunday and plan out your week at a time, we, I'm not saying plan out your whole year or even the quarter. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Let's plan out a week, uh, the next day. Right. And then as you do that frequently, right, you will make a routine. My girlfriend, she has a son and she says, we don't have a schedule. We have a routine. And she says, because it gives us the flexibility to, he, you know, he doesn't always lay down at three o'clock. You know, he doesn't always lay down at six. You know, we don't have this time. You, you got to be doing this. But the routine gives the fluidity of he takes a nap around two between two thirty and three. Right. And if we gave mm -hmm. ourselves a little bit more grace in the midst of creating our systems, I think we'd find more joy because I do find a lot of people on burnout. I would say 
probably from 2019 from whenever we started getting those stimulus from 2019 to about 2021 i almost i wanted to quit doing taxes i didn't want to quit doing financial fancy i just didn't i wanted to quit doing the, the tax piece of that bit of my business because there was so i mean even now i'm still trying to resolve stuff from back in 2020 um with some clients with their taxes like amendments and stuff because you know this things just went left and um, mm -hmm. people just don't really have an understanding of what it looks like to be on hold for the IRS for three and four hours at a time before you can get or not even get someone on the phone and then they hang up on you. <laughs> OK, mm -hmm. and I was just like, do I still want to do this? So, again, we um, we adjust, we we pivot. Right. And that, that's probably the biggest um, thing, being being flexible within your business and really identifying how to, you know, do things better, flush things out, you know, and, and, and figure out when things stop working, then, you know, going back to the drawing board, because as you evolve, the same structure that you make might not work for where you are now. We're right. talking about hiring people, right? When you hire another person, you'll need to flush out your systems because now you've hired someone to take some things off of your plate and now mm -hmm. frees you up to do whatever else that you are looking to do to scale, to be better, to all the things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, you guys, we're taking a little break from the podcast to highlight our first sponsored ad. So tune in and make sure you write down the code that's at the end if you want to get a savings with our newest sponsor. Enjoy. We specialize in herbal bath and body products that leave you feeling refreshed, rejuvenated and smelling good. If you're short on time, place an aromatherapy shower steamer in the shower and enjoy the uplifting scent of eucalyptus or relaxing scent of lavender. Please use code FANCY20 for 20% off your purchase at atasteofrelaxation.com. And, and earlier, I like that you mentioned uh, don't quit your full-time job. You girl, don't you dare. Don't you dare. Don't do it. <laughs> During the pandemic, when we were strictly under quarantine and a little when we came after, like all on social media, I saw that a lot. It's like, oh, I quit my job. Now I'm an entrepreneur. Now I'm doing this, this, and that. And I don't think people really realize how much work effort late nights early mornings research really goes into girl say it again completely working for yourself <laughs> and it's because you, you know you don't know what you don't know so what you believe it looks like is seeing a ellie talks money or a a, a shans i don't know david shans if you really follow him you know that he started humble beginnings but you'll see an ellie i mean you probably go to her instagram i mean even tap of the brown i said in my la in the other episode i said we conceptualize and we see someone and say oh you started your business then but i was telling you i'm i'm celebrating on the 17th of january when i got my llc i started my business back in 2006 I didn't get an LLC until 2018. So let's be clear. So let's not um, facade. We really, again, we are not competing against other people. We actually are competing against ourselves, not only because um, the things that we need to do as entrepreneurs, as people, but also what we conceptualize for other. We've created this narrative that people are making wins overnight. And the reality situation is you need to go to their Instagram and swipe all the way back up. Tab of the Brown just posted the other day. Um, the, the, video she did when she ate that chicken salad when she was going vegan in her car and that was uh three years three or four years ago and although three to four years ago is not a long time it is still time all the same right and we think that if we post consistently for 30 days that we supposed to be making six figures all of a sudden that's not how that works and also we were talking about the episode i did a year and a half ago about when I first made my first six figures and then how much money I actually brought home, it was a couple ten thousands of dollars. So again, yeah. conceptual, just because someone says, stop, listen, listen for understanding and comprehension and not the excitement of what you think that that feels like. Because I said making six figures for where I live in Richmond, you got to. Rent starts at sixteen hundred dollars. You got it. So someone saying they make six figures is is actually um, subjective, depending on where you live at. Now, if I lived in Lynchburg making six figures, I could live in Forest, which is a richy space space in that area, right? What what I make here, uh, Chesterfield is the the forest of of the Richmond area. It's the more high end place where a lot of rich people live at. 
yeah, I live in Henrico. Not saying it's a it's a, a bad neighborhood, but what I am saying is it fits the median of the income that I make. Okay, um, I don't live in a high rise apartment. You know, again, I thought when I moved here, I could afford I could have afforded to live in a in a a loft like all these people. The aesthetics of it all, but then the reality situation is Sharice likes land. I got a yard. I can entertain people. You can't do that living in a loft, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Granted, I've, I haven't entertained anybody yet, but we we will get to that soon enough. I only I ain't even here a year yet. But don't get so caught up in seeing someone else and thinking that that's what you want. You really need to have you have to have a thought process within yourself and say this is what I desire because it might actually look different. Now, do I have flowers and and dark? nice furniture yes absolutely you know the look of it looks like you know you wouldn't be able to tell but i don't need high ceilings to have a high electric bill i don't i don't need i don't i don't want to fight people for parking i don't Mm. want to again um b simone was on um david shan's podcast um the what is it called it's called um social proof and she was like she was about to buy a $400,000 G-Wagon and she ain't hardly at home. She said, and when she goes off the lot, it depreciates because she saw a whole bunch of other people having it. And she was like, why? I don't even like driving. I would rather, when I, I didn't have a car for almost a month and I had an Uber around town. Well, it was in the pandemic time to see clients. And I was only leaving the house like two, three times a week. Mm-hmm. I almost conceptualized like, do I need another car? Do I need a car? I mean, because let's think about it. Now that I lease a car, I actually realized how much money I was spending on a car. Granted, I got to pay gas and stuff, but I don't pay property tax because I lease my vehicle. I don't pay for um, property tax or the tax. I mean, I buy the tax when I initially get the car, but like renewing those every year, I don't got to do that. I don't have to pay for oil changes. I don't have to pay for maintenance for my car. Although the car is so new, it doesn't need much. I mean, like I'm not fixing things, right? Mm-hmm. So when I really start thinking about it, I'm like, I'm actually really saving quite a bit of money leasing this car in my business name because it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And then that was the other thing I saw a lot of people post. I'm getting a vehicle in my business name. But does that make sense for your business? Right. And can you actually do that? Because I have a client, she wanted to do a um, put a car in her business name she's a therapist she her location is away so again she does her business is not at home so it makes sense right she's driving back and forth to our locations but i have a client who's a babysitter she babysits the kids at her house you don't need you're not picking up anything you don't you hardly even use your car when we write off your driving expenses so let's make it make sense Mm-hmm. Because it still needs to be an ordinary and normal expenditure per the IRS. And I don't mm-hmm. think that they would see that. Now, if you're a, um, a real estate agent, you're driving from how? Yes. Let's put that car in your business name. Let's make it make sense. Yeah. Yep. And one thing I want to circle back to is when we were talking about um, the six figures and looking at other people and conception and things in our mm-hmm. mind. Because just to say, the truth of the matter is, I think in two or three weeks and don't get an order and then some days I get two or three orders and some days I get 10 you know mm. it just varies and I mean I found myself in the beginning I was comparing myself mm-hmm. to other people when I would look on social media I'm like oh they got all these orders but one we don't know their background they may have had a marketing or a graphic design mm. background they may have a different budget right right <laughs> and the other thing too Sometimes we forget to ask ourselves, am I set up to, do I have the infrastructure to support what I Girl, talk about it. Talk about it. I said, if your goal is to be viral, baby, that might not, but that's not the blessing you think it is. Um, I've seen someone, I have seen a couple of entrepreneurs go viral and they, they, um, one, a client saying after she went viral, um, she didn't have the capital to buy inventory again. So she was not only losing money because she didn't price her products right, but she ended up having to refund quite a bit of people because she didn't she did, just didn't have the money. I mean, she got a loan, granted, but it was very small, um, and she still couldn't fulfill all the orders. That's one. Two, what kind of um, manpower do you have? Like you said, you only have you have one assistant who works one t- one day a week, and we love that for you, and it's it is helping all the things, and it's a return on the investment. But at the same time. 
you might need four, five, six people to kind of fulfill those kind of orders, right? And the next thing you know is people emailing you, when I'm going to get my order, I haven't seen it ship yet, but you know, all the things. I mean, if you haven't conceptualized, especially product-based business, if you have not conceptualized what it looks like to fulfill a hundred orders every day, because again, I always backtrack. If you want to make six figures, let's do easy math. Let's say you sell bath soaps for $10. That means you need to sell um, 10,000 of them to make 100,000. And then let's break that. Let me look, pull out the cal- calculator. Let's pull out the calculator. You want to make six figures. And this is not even including deductions yet. This is just making. You're not bringing that. Six six right. figures. They're ten, um, $10 a piece. So okay, you, need, you need to sell 10,000 of them. And let's say, then how many do you need to sell each month? 830. You, do you want to make 833 um, bath sauce a month? And then let's divide it by the, the how many weeks is in a month. That's 100 a day. Almost. You got to make 208 of them every oh, week. So that means and I'm then let's ready. divide them by seven days in a week. You got to make 29. Let's just round up 30 of them every day. And not and not even saying like yes that we should be excited about doing the thirty we want to eventually get there right but the other thought process is again if you haven't even conceptualized if you are still if you are still toiling with yourself about paying taxes baby you don't even want to make six figures because you're gonna be in another tax bracket and that's a whole nother mindset we need to talk about but now on this episode but you know again p- people want more but they don't want the the problems that come with the more either right. And if you can't conceptualize that as an entrepreneur, you're not ready. Mm-hmm. And maybe you make it fit. And then the other thought process is maybe you don't need to make that much. David Shands had posted. He said, what if God doesn't want you to be a millionaire? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if he don't want you to be making six? Maybe he don't want you to make quarter. Because the other part is what is the what is the responsibility to make that? One thing I, I'm very aware of is giving back. Exactly. Yeah. Are you, yeah. are you just using, I mean, cause you haven't even conceptualized what that looks like in your business. So I know you haven't conceptualized what that looks like on a bigger scale for you mm-hmm. to create this generational wealth you keep talking about and stuff like that. You guys keep throwing, throwing around these buzzwords, but you ain't even have the, in, the kind of infrastructure in, in place to pass along. You only got life insurance. What are we talking about? Baby steps. Uh, no, you are right. You are right. Girl, you done got me riled up. But this ain't even on the questionnaire. Look, cause it, cause it, <laughs> it, cause it grinds my gears. I have a home, and the house deed is also for I was married. The children of the man I was married to, right? Again, putting the infrastructure in place so that things can be passed down. I'm not just talking about it. I have things in place. I have a, a um 529 for my godson. I have. My, um, I have life insurance, obviously. I have my beneficiaries. I have a living will. What are you guys going to do with this money? Like, let's make sure our house is taken care of. Let's make sure the house is taken care of before we start big dreams. And I get it. Like, sometimes you're like, well, I need to have this money so that I can do the things. I get it. But if you don't even have the basis as a human, everyone should have life insurance. And if you need a life insurance person, you can hit up my girl, Charmaine Everett. I'll put her information in the show notes. Get your life right. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Everyone in my house is covered, even the kids. Yes, hundred percent. That's the basis. Yeah, yeah, that's the basis. And the other part too is, you. Oh, there's so many things. I'm. I'm gonna leave it right there. I'm gonna leave it right there. Let's go into this next question. <laughs> what's the big? No, what's something you wish you knew before you started business? And I think we kind of alluded to it. Just all the things. Yes, and you know what? If I had to start all over again. I would have been more conscious about my budget and my routine. Cause mm-hmm. it, okay, so when I started my business, I was working full time. Mm-hmm. So the only time I had to work on my business was at night or mm-hmm. on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So I would be up to one or two o'clock in the morning. I'd have to get up at six, mm-hmm. work, work all day. And yeah, I definitely would have been more conscious about time management. And as far as the budget, and because I was working full time, so whatever I needed for this, I just brought it. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't think that I'm going to budget out this amount. And, mm-hmm. this amount. and then when I started listening, when I met you last year and I started listening to your podcast, I was like, budget for my business. <laughs> Yo, look, listen, let, the real truth, li- real life story, my own story. I took my 401 to start my business. But when you're, when you are, um, 
paying into your business to sustain it, right? Especially when you work a job. And I worked a corporate job, so I made good money. That's why I didn't even, I never conceptualized financial fancy being who she is now. I was like, I'm just going to do taxes. This is seasonal. It, it don't, I don't need no LLC. I don't need all the fancy stuff. This is just a little extra income, right? Um, but when you really get down into that thing, you're like, how much money have I put into this? And then you don't even know if your business is sustainable by itself. And that's the whole point. You need to make sure that your business is sustainable by itself, even if you want to stay with your nine to five. Because the other thing is, I did pick up another job. I, I did start a job last year. I've been working financial fancy solely. And then um, February of last year, I became a business advisor with the Small Business Development Center. So I work a nine to five. Let's be honest. And, and that's another reason why, again, I don't entrepreneur shame anybody. And the reason why I could take a job is because I got a team. Financial mm -hmm. fancy sustained itself. I'm not, no money that I get from the SBDC goes to financial fancy. Financial fancy has been and, and is sustaining herself. She can pay all her bills and she has overflow. Because, baby, I pay the taxes. Trust, ask me how I know. <laughs> I pay the taxes. Okay. And the people who always want to get a refund, then you for sure not in a mindset to make more in your business because you can't even conceptualize or um, find a rest within yourself to pay taxes. Mm -hmm. You got to do that. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, it can be easy to be um, finan financing your business personally and not even and, and be known to yourself, not even being like, hey, am I charging enough for it to sustain itself? Right. And that's the other thing. So when I started zoning in on that, paying more attention to it, I was like, I'm not, my products are underpriced. I'm not charging more. So mm -hmm. I went up my pricing and I love that I did that. And now I know when I run a sale, what's the lowest I can go Hey, up. we love that. And I, um, I've had to turn down some things and I'm like, Hey, this is what I can offer you at such and such rate. Or say you can wait till Black Friday when I run my sale. You'll know about my Black Friday sale up here mm -hmm. on my email list. And if they don't respond, then that's not my customer. Right. Oh, God, I wish y'all could see Hope's face. She mean, she, look, she mean that thing. She said it 10 toes down. She said, look, what I'm not about to do is chase you for no money. You're not my client. And it's and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I used to not be okay with that. I used to, like, give people deals. Honey, look. And I would in the beginning mm -hmm. with full transparency i should charge people i used to i used to charge people 15 dollars an hour i ain't gonna tell y'all what my rate is now if you want a one-on-one -on -one consultation you can figure it out but baby i mean it was more than what i was making at my job so i was just mm -hmm. like this is great but then you gotta add taxes you got quickbooks i gotta pay for gas i gotta pay for meals i gotta pay for canva girl that 15 dollars was more like two dollars yeah, and that's another thing. I'm so glad I met you and listened to your podcast. I got my little Excel spreadsheet. I know what's due, what time I'm on. And then I also read a book, Profit First by yes. Minorities. Profit First and then Profit First for, for Minorities. And I love that book. Like, mm -hmm. for me, that just helps me separate everything. Except for looking at everything in one big pot, you think you actually have more money than you really do. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because this is the other part. Like, if and if and if you are still if you are still struggling with pricing your worth, let's think about it this way: If did you go into business to be tired? Did you go into business to not make any money? Did you go into business to again create that generational wealth? Because if you're not charging your prices, you for sure ain't making no generational wealth. You for sure ain't gonna make six figures. And this is the, and and keep six figures because again, I know some clients who make. A half a million dollars and they and they don't make no money mm -hmm. they their nets is negative twenty five thousand dollars which don't sound like a lot of money a lot because they made a half a million dollars and they're losing just 25 but the big scope mm -hmm. of thing is for me they're still losing so that means mm -hmm. another thing they can't get approved for loans because their their business is not sustainable to be able to pay back a loan even though they make a half a million dollars the other part is how long can they go still making a negative and um and, and sustaining life the other part is if you wanted to scale or move you know again you can make more money but if you're not keeping money your business is not sustained i don't care if you make a million dollars if that mm -hmm. profit and loss she say negative on a baby you're not making no money 
Right, right. For as a bookkeeper, you can mm-hmm. make. Let, let me say that again, because somebody need to hear. That. If you make two point five million dollars, <laughs> but at the end of your profit and loss sheet it says minus fill in the number, you are not making no money. Do you not? That's the period. That's that's the point blank in the period. If your profit and loss sheet at the end says negative and you ain't making no money, you're just you're just basically putting yourself more into debt. I mean, yeah. and then what? What was the? What's the long game here? Yeah, cause you're an expensive hobby, girl. Oh, expensive hobby. Point blank in the period. Point yeah. blank in the period, and it's easy, especially if you work in a nine to five and you you putting money into your business to keep it running. And at some point, you will have a tug of war, and your what what resonates with your spirit will not align with what you're actually doing. I had a client, she's easy and don't get caught up in the in the um the feeling. Again, business is business too. I have this client, um, um, this per- particular person sells um a gadget of some sort, been in business for six years. You know, the product is good so far, but they wanted extra capital because they needed to buy more more inventory. Start asking the questions and say, Is your business profitable? I always ask people that and they're like, No. Or she said, I, th- I think she said yes. And I said, well, did you get a refund every year? I got you because some people, they think because they made money that their business is profitable. That is not it. Mm-hmm. That's not it. And I said, because no bank will offer, I'm going to tell you the real, the uh, no bank will offer you, give you money to buy more inventory because your business is not sustainable to sustain a loan payment every month. Make it make sense. So I have, I sent an email to two months ago about alternative capital ask. But the other part for me is always, you can ask for money, but what are you going to do with it? And what's the return on investment? Because again, as we looked over her prices, she was going to lose money even if she got an extra $5,000 because her prices were too low. That's uh-huh. why you're not profitable. Let's start there. Yeah. Yeah. But you yeah. know, again, if you don't want to hear that, I, I get it. It's a thought process. No one's going to pay. Well, the people who you're selling to is not your target audience then. If they want a Walmart prices, they can go to Walmart. But if you need to charge target prices, okay, we need to pay. Char- There's a reason why I go to Target. There's a reason. Matter of fact, I ain't been in Walmart in over, shoot, since the pandemic, to be honest with you. And it ain't even no like I don't like Walmart. Let's be clear. It's not that I don't like Walmart, but it's I prefer target. target experience. It's a different target audience. Yes. I yes. I go to Publix now. I moved to I moved <laughs> to Richmond. I go to Pub. I ain't been a food lion in over a year. Yes. Okay. <laughs> about the customer service. The customer service, the experience. I'm willing to pay more if I'm getting good customer service. Period. That's why I go to Chick Fil A. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm knocking on this year. I'll be forty. Okay, it's about experiences in my life, and it ain't even on no like I'm more hoity-toity or that I am. Th- th- it's beyond that. I am paying for an experience for um the the whole the whole thing from beginning to end. You know, I I know that my fries are going to be hot. I know that my drink's going to be cold. I know my food is, I'm not going to get food poison. I know that they, they, they go act like they are happy to see me. Okay. And I, um, oh, speaking of them getting the order on, so I was with a friend a few years ago. They forgot something out of her order. So we pulled over and she would, I said, oh yeah, and get a cookie for me. I was just joking. But she came back with a cookie for me. And that wasn't even a part of her initial order. (laughs) I told this guy that um in the chick-fil-a line i was like i'm taking a break i've been doing the taxes and he threw in a cookie in for me for free i said look here mm-hmm. i'm telling you chick-fil-a is doing god's work i don't care what nobody say you say bad something bad on chick-fil-a we gonna fight that's on period and people do have you seen that tiktok someone posted so so someone put on so a social media website that chick-fil-a got their order wrong and all the comments was blasting that person <laughs> It ain't never happened. And if you got that, that's what you were supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fun. I love it here. Because, I mean, it's because, because this is the other part. 
let's say you have a bad customer who had a, a bad customer experience and they post something or whatever because you've had more good experiences people won't even believe it because it's not in your character or people will line up to say you know so that's the other part because i you know we also hear the that's why I don't shop with black businesses and this, that, and the third. And I said, just because you had a bad experience on this one occasion does not mean that the business is bad. But if there's a lot of bad comments, then maybe that business needs to see what they need to do better. But if a business on the most part is doing what they're supposed to be doing, putting out their orders, following up with you and all the things, then I'm sorry you had one bad experience, but there's no reason for you to be like, that's why I don't shop black at all. Like, that's something you need to dig within your spirit about because that's not been my experience for the most part. Most black businesses that I've worked with, actually, I couldn't even think of one. Now, the shipping might have been a little longer, but mm -hmm. that's a whole nother conversation. But I, I really, truly have had very good experiences with not only black businesses, but small businesses, local businesses for the most part. Like, y'all don't do that. Let's let let's let one thing we want to leave in 2022 is just um projecting at the very beginning and not giving people the opportunity to do better i think a lot of people do desire to do better in their business but they don't know what it looks like i don't know if you follow this guy named keith on um tiktok but he basically does food reviews and his thought process is he doesn't charge people he goes in there don't tell him who he is and he gives he's a, a food critic and he like um goes in there buys the food and then he rates it one to ten or tells people what's good or not he's done he's he's laid such a foundation for himself and again he's been doing this for years he finally got a deal with chipotle when i tell you the consistency the the dedication the showing up this is that's what it looks like in real life Mm -hmm. that's what it looks like in real life y'all and i really want us just to get it this year in 2023 like i want us to get all the things we desire of our hearts but really understand what the responsibility comes with with the the high um expectations we have of ourselves of making six figures or being a millionaire in our family or something like that because if you go be a millionaire does that mean that you're going to help your family does that mean you go pay off your mom's house i mean what are we talking about like Again, what's the end goal? Because making just making the money is not enough. And also, I hate I don't I feel like in my spirit someone need to hear this. I saw on on the internet this guy said I already I think his child was less than six years old, but basically was like I got a studio and this that and the third and everything set up for them for their future. And I said, please do not feel like your kid is going to want to be take over the family business. But make sure you have the infrastructure for them to, um, I guess, reap the benefits of being, you know, being connected to you. That's the point. But don't make your your, your child feel like they got to do what you did or you give them the instructions so that they can make the right decisions earlier and be able to position themselves to be further along than where we are and not have to learn all the lessons that we did. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was... Um... So my son is 15 now, and I was, you know, a few years ago, I was like, well, maybe you could work with dad, and my husband does heat and air and take over his business or start your own business, but he decided he didn't want to do that. He wants to go into the health field, which is fine. I'm in the health field myself, but I, but yeah, I totally agree on that, because each person is, you know, their own individual, and they have their own thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know, their goal's not going to always allow your exactly goals. <laughs> look they'll be, you know i tell them say you'll be the one going to that job not me <laughs> right exactly and if you watched um the best man the final chapter baby <laughs> i'm not gonna ruin it for nobody but some people ain't doing the things that they think that their parents want them to do that's all i'm gonna say y'all can go with that with what you want to anyways hope it has been an absolute delight to have you on the podcast today what is one thing you want to leave the people with from you being on the podcast today um i want i think it would be don't be afraid to set boundaries mm, yes talk about it setting boundaries saves you a lot of time stress mental anguish mm. so why I want to say that because I did not always do that and like if anybody knows it personally if I say I'm gonna do something I'm gonna do it and I was just always like go 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 all the time schedule's always full this is prior to me starting a business mm -hmm. and schedule's always full I'm burning both ends at the candle you know after 40 mm -hmm. you can't do that 
Girl, and talk about it. Look, even in your thirties, there's actually no age limitations to being tired. I used to hate. I used uh, so I've always had two jobs, technically three to some extent. And um, I used to hate when I was in my twenties, um, when older people where I worked, I would say, "Oh, you can't be tired. Why not? Isn't everyone supposed to be getting somewhere between seven and nine hours of sleep? But why can't I be tired?" Cause you think that I have more energy? We we all, we both have twenty four hours, Lisa. What are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about, Miss Lisa? Everybody got twenty four hours, you know. Um, and and to people who um are married, not with children, who are married, women in particular. I told my friend the other day. I said before you had your child, you were a house manager. Let's talk about it. I said so, you know, because we manage a lot of things. And then you have a child, so that made you a mother. You didn't become a house manager just because you had a child. You was already that. You was managing a house. You work a job. You run a business. And you a mom. And you a sister. And all we could run a laundry list of all the things that you are. So let's be clear about who you are and how you show up. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot on period. So let's always make sure we make space for our mental health. Y'all, I'm going to put um, a Taste of Relaxation's website um hope has a discount code i saw i saw it on your live i watched your live i'm put the discount code um and she's got a lot of other fun stuff she got she's doing in the works for with financial fancy and i can't wait for y'all to see that too um so make sure you get connected with her make sure you follow her instagram page i'm also gonna put that in the show notes hope you listen to the podcast so you already know what's next so i can't surprise you we got rapid fire questions yes do not give any thought to it i know you probably have but let's start. The first question, is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, why is it a sandwich? Because it's an item, whether it's your veggies or actual meat, between some bread. Okay, yep, and I agree with that. I think a hot dog is a sandwich, okay? <laughs> um, question number two, are you currently reading any books, and what are they? I'm also going to put in the show notes, you guys, um, the book Hope referenced earlier about Profit first, um, if you guys want to read it, because it is a really good book. I am listening to Atomic Habits again. Yes! Because I do a lot of audiobooks, and so that one, um, I'm listening to that one again. Yes, I still haven't finished it. I'm probably like three-fourths of the way done. I really need to finish it before the end of January. I promised myself I was not going to buy any more books until I finish what I have. I do, but oh no, I lied. <laughs> I bought the new Michelle Obama book. Now I am reading that currently. <laughs> I'm gonna get look. I one thing I can say, I read 12 books last year. I read one book every month, but some of them I did not finish. I, I did start reading I, them though. <laughs> I want to do um Viola Davis. That's next. Okay, okay. That's that sounds like a good read. All right, last question. When you are having a not so good day, what is something, a statement, word? inspiration motivation that you say to yourself to to keep going um you know what last year it was i just had to dig deep right really i'm like you just gotta dig deep right now pull it out pull it out sometimes that's that's what's required dig deep yes Hope, thank you so much for your time today. Um, you guys, like I said, I'll have all of her information in the show notes. So make sure you follow, give her a follow, buy something, use the discount code, sign up for her email list to stay in the know of what she's doing, where she's going to be at. Um, again, if um, I got two things for you guys. I'm rooting for your win. And I hope that you have the best day ever. <laughs>